This is Anna from the Pop Prison Power Podcast, and this is the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare, you are listening to So Wizards. You're thinking, you're the people gonna die? The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. There'll be no one to stop us this time. What's going on, everybody? It is time for episode number 365 of the So Wizard Podcast. I am your host, Joey DiCarlo. My co-host is the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. Who has let us do this 365 times? <laughs> they don't hand out licenses for podcasting, thank God. So, <laughs> And the experts, Mr. Marquis. Mark Ellis Rakin. Yo, what is going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. You are listening to So Wizard Podcast, where three friends discuss the world of nerd podcasting weekly on the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. This week, we've got a little bit of news to discuss, and then we're going to review the newest movie, starring The Rock, Jungle Cruise. <laughs> Can't even say that with a straight face, I'm sorry. But before we get into all that, let's find out how the team is doing this week. Marcellus Reagans, how the hell are you? I am doing all right. I'm doing all right. I had a a, a good design week. I uh, busted out a new design for some stickers last week, and this week I was able to complete a few more projects that I was working on. Uh, some uh, things for the podcast, some things for friends. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I had a pretty good design week this week, too. So, uh, yeah, I'm doing pretty good. All right. Uh, when were we going to see any of these new designs up on the T Public store? Well, you know what? we I did a little experiment uh, with <laughs> the last sticker. I kind of, uh, um, the last design, I kind of put it out as like a little test just to see if, uh, you know, just to see what people thought of it. And, you know, there was a little bit of feedback. So I'm not going to be dropping everything at once. But if you keep an eye out for when the episodes drop, every once in a while, you'll get a sneak peek of a new design. And if, you know, we get some good feedback on it, that'd be a new shirt. All right. Sounds good. Aubrey, what's going on with you? No, nothing. Same old. Lame. Doing Aubrey. nothing. How's school going, Aubrey? Um, I should be starting my fall classes in a couple weeks. And Noah starts school not this week, but next week. Yeah, which so is it's crazy. Still summer. I know. So I was talking to somebody about this actually the other day that in Massachusetts when I was in school, we started after Labor Day. And here they start in August, but they also get out in like May. Ah, yeah. As I say, I think um, Janine's going to college, but I think the regular kids, like my son, are going back the last week of August. But it's like a nothing week. Like depending on what grade you're in, you only go for like one, two, or three days that week, and it's like nothing. And then they have Labor Day off, and like it, it's like ridiculous. But yeah. But unfortunately, Aubrey, they're in school until like June and if there's snow, like July. Yeah, that's the crazy part. They, I mean, they don't really have – I don't feel like they ever make up snow days here. But maybe that's just because Noah's been working in hybrid for the past year. So they had a whole bunch of snow days, but it didn't really matter because they could still log on online and stuff. 
everything shuts down here when it even thinks about snowing too. So if they did all the snow days, it would be ridiculous here. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. It's not like that up here, unfortunately. All right. So enjoy. Yeah, up there. It's like you strap on uh, chains to your tires and you better get to work. <laughs> Whether you're driving sideways or not, they don't care. And Joey, how are you doing? Oh my God, dude, I'm fucking exhausted, but there's a good reason for that. And that is because my friends, myself and Adam Wallyhawk hit up terrific con today, Connecticut's number one, terrific comic con. <laughs> it was the first con since November, 2019 that we went to and we had a lot of fun, you know, really good time. A lot of people were looking for you, Mark Ellis. Of course. I'm very popular with the uh, convention crowd. <laughs> yeah. They're like, where's Mark? I'm totally Mark's kidding. Here today. <laughs> I'm kidding. No one cares about me. Um, did, no. you, did you get any interviews? Yes, we actually did. We we interviewed, uh, we did three or four interviews. I can't remember at this point. I wow. literally just woke up as we're recording this. I just took a nap and I got up like at 7.55 p.m. and we started recording at 8 p.m. So. Like a little out of it right now, but we, uh, we got, I think four or five interviews. Um, we talked to Tim Jones, see what was up with our friend, Tim, who you've heard on the show. And I'm sure you're reading his comic strip, Sour Grapes. Uh, we checked in with Keith Gleason, another person you've heard on the show and on YouTube and his new comic, Mighty Mascots just dropped three new issues with some more on the way. So we talked to him. And then we kind of just walked up and down um, Artist Alley slash where the independent creators were. And, you know, just like steal a little bit of your thunder, Marcellus. Um, we just kind of walked around and looked at the tables and saw if something looked really cool. We were like, hey, you guys uh, you know, got some cool stuff going on here. Talk to them a little bit, feel them out, and then ask them if we can interview them. So, nice. <laughs> yeah, we checked out a couple uh, really cool books and some other stuff. So that was fun. Um, we got a bunch of cosplay, uh, video, we got that going up and it was great, man. It was just a little strange to be back at a con. It's been a long time. So it, it felt a little weird. It wasn't crazy busy. It was busy. Don't get it twisted. It was busy. There were quite a few people there, but it wasn't insanity, which was good. I think it was cause it was Sunday. I've, I heard from multiple people we talked to that Friday, Friday and Saturday were nuts. So Sunday being a little calm was cool. Um, we were a little worried about bringing in equipment. We didn't know, are they going to let us bring in recording equipment? Are they going to let us bring in audio equipment? Blah, blah, blah. They barely even looked in our bags and even make anybody wear masks. So wow. Fuck yeah, dude. Um, yeah, it was cool. I had a really, really good time. Uh, we ran into Derek <laughs> who you may know from, uh, sometime podcast, not another nerdy podcast. And of course my best friend and, we ran into him there, and then he hung out with us. We did some comic book shopping and uh, some other stuff. Went out to lunch. I got um, Bobby Flay Burger Place. Have you ever guys ever eaten there at Mohegan Sun? No. It's like expensive, like gourmet burgers. <laughs> and you can get it crunchified, which is basically just means they put uh, potato chips all over. Oh, what the hell? I don't know. I liked it. I hate Bobby Flay, though. Um, I always have since he was on the original Iron Chef and acted like a douche. So I've always hated him for that. But uh, the food was good. 
All right. So are you and Adam going to do like a, a little special about the convention? Talk about what's going on? Like, I, I want to know, like, what was the, the situation where like people wearing masks? Was there like a lot of people with masks on? Was there a lot of hand um, sanitizer? No, and and no. Um, it was very February 2020. Really? The, uh, oh, at the con. Yeah. That's not good. No. Uh, Delta Delta Airlines variant <laughs> is going to be in full effect <laughs> in about uh, 72 hours. But uh, yeah. So what you can expect coming soon, we've got our... Um, cosplay video adam's working on right now we've got those four interviews that'll go up and then uh we'll decide if we want to do a recap video as well at the end of the week so we'll see where, we, where we're at there cool but yeah we had a good time we had a really good time um i wish we had been able to go on saturday or f- and and sunday maybe maybe we got some more content um the cosplay was pretty light if i'm being realistic with you but that's how it always is a terrific con um i know we've talked about that in the past it's just you know, more of a uh, comic focused, like people walking around with um, wheelbarrows filled with long boxes <laughs> to get signed. So, but we did our best and it was a little weird getting back into the swing, but we're excited. So Fan Expo Boston coming up soon and uh, New York I'll be at and then uh, Rhode Island and then we're back. And on I'll be at Awesome Con. That's right. Awesome Con is coming up soon mm-hmm. too. So uh, still lots of cool stuff going on and that's it. I'm exhausted now. I'm I'm literally wiped out. I was trying not to fall asleep in the car on the way home. And now I um, took a nap and I woke up and I'm like, all right, time to record. And I'm like, prep, my, prep myself up here on the table and, and let's do it. Let's get at it. All right. But let's get through it then. Let's do it. Um, yeah. So that's enough about us. Let's talk about us. Marcellus, why don't you tell the listeners where they can find more So Wizard Podcasts? All right, so everybody can go over to SoWizardPodcast.com where you will find a brand new episode every week. Uh, You'll also find some movie reviews from yours truly. Uh, You'll find some recommendations on new movies, books, and TV shows from the awesome Adam Mollyhawk. You'll also find our merchandise there. We have a tea public store where you can shop to get some t-shirts, sweatshirts, journals, coffee mugs, baby onesies, all types of things with the SoWizard Podcast logo and designs all over it. Uh, you can also find our social media links there. We have Facebook, we have Twitter, we have Instagram, so definitely get at us. Uh, you can subscribe to us on iTunes and give us a five-star review while you're there. Uh, you can also find our show wherever podcasts are found, including the Stitcher Radio app, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, my personal favorite, Spotify. We have a YouTube page with videos going up constantly from Adam Mollyhawk, including movie reviews, trailers, uh, trailer reactions, and interviews. Uh, We have a Patreon page where you can support the show for as little as a dollar a month, and you will be receiving bonus content and exclusive content from everyone here at the show. Shout out to all of our podcasting family in the Geek World All-Stars Podcasting Network. Back to you, Joey. I love it. Awesome. All right, guys. Markellis, you tell me we have some news to discuss. Let's do it. Let's talk that news. Yo, pump it up. It's time for the news. Yo, we getting ready to bring you the news, boy. All right. So uh, this week in Nerdy News, we actually have, uh, before we get to the main big stories, we had uh, some local stories. There's a, a little bit of uh, Soul Wizard news that just wanted to quickly announce. Uh, definitely check Uh-oh. out... Definitely check out the YouTube page uh, because Adam has uh, some awesome interviews up there. Uh, one with Mark Von 
Anand about his uh, new comic book, War on Christmas. I mean, that doesn't sound dope. Uh, and also an interview with actress Mare Maroney about her new action movie, Unchained. And definitely check out the website. There's a review of a uh, new Marvel comic book, Demon Days Mariko. So, uh, yeah, just some local stuff that uh, happened this week that you should know about. All right. So for big uh, Hollywood news, big nerdy news. So we talked a little bit before about Taika Waititi making a Flash Gordon movie. Uh, and at the time, it was supposed to be a animated feature film. Well, it turns out this week that Taika Waititi said, you know what, I'm just going to make this a live action movie. So now we're getting a live action Flash Gordon movie because Taika Waititi is psyched, or not psyched, Taika Waititi is, uh, he was so impressed with the <laughs> the 1980s movie, uh, it was a huge inspiration to him. So uh, yeah, uh, I wanted to know what you guys think of Flash Gordon being moved up from animation to live action let's start with aubrey is there going to be a really awesome soundtrack uh it's taika watiti so i would say probably i'll take it now are you familiar with the flash gordon story right a little bit yeah okay all right let me see if you had to have if you had to have taika watiti tell you a story of this kind of magnitude would you prefer animation or would you prefer live action it's Taika Waititi, so I want it to be live action. Oh, okay. I loved Ragnarok, so I will take it. Oh, okay. All right. All right. And Joy, what about you, man? How do you feel about Flash Gordon now being live action? Well, um, it's weird because I was actually kind of looking forward to an animated movie based on this. I thought it was a cool concept, um, especially seeing different good animated movies that were a little different from the norm mm -hmm. in the last few years, like uh, Mitchell's versus machines and into the spider verse. Uh, some of the um, stuff like Coraline and Paranorman, all sorts of cool, like weird, different, not adult adult, but more, I don't know, like PG 13 ish stuff. So I thought that was kind of cool. Um, it couldn't have been worse than Titan AE. Hey, 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 we will not be be besmirching Titan E on this show today. Insert Creed here. <laughs> this generation Star Wars is the commercial. <laughs> but but uh, I'm excited anytime Taika Waititi is doing anything. So is there any notion that he's directing this or is he just writing it? Like what is is that all up in the air and just kind of maybe sort of do we not know? No, nope, he's writing and directing. All right, well, I'm all in. So now which, could have been called Poopy McButtface, the movie, and I would have gone to see it if he's writing and directing it. So. All right, all right. Um, yeah, I am a little disappointed that it is live action. I think, uh, like you said, Joey, they've been making some really cool non-Disney animated movies lately. Uh, and Flash Gordon is such a, you know, if it's being inspired by the 1980s movie, there's room for it to be, like, really crazy. And I think doing it in animation would really open it up. Um, I think doing it in live action. I mean, he's proven with Thor Ragnarok that, you know, he can do crazy in live action. But I don't know. I have a feeling with the way the pandemic is happening now, with the way it's so much easier for people to work from home uh, for animation. I think this announcement might be reversed back back to animation. But, yeah, I would prefer to see Flash Gordon as an animated movie as opposed to a live action one. Plus, he, he still has a, he has a Star Wars movie to do, for crying out loud. They got to use the theme song, right? There's no way they don't use that. Theme song, right? Uh, well, they'll use a version of it. Um, the baby featuring Dua Lipa 
you know. No, I was <laughs> going to say, yeah, three six. Uh, Academy Award winners, three six mafia. Remix exactly. What's what's tag team doing? You know, <laughs> three six mafia featuring Doja Cat and uh, <laughs> uh, Machine Gun Kelly. I am I am all for it. Where's my wallet? I'll pay for that. Right. Trying now. to think of what the most annoying T-shirts at job number two to fold were. And there we were. <laughs> All right, so we don't have a date uh, for Flash Gordon, but uh, yeah, that's that's happening. Oh, okay. I was gonna say, speak for yourself, man. I'm yeah, like <laughs> so, knee deep in pussy over here. All right, so then in other news, uh, Scarlett Johansson decided that you know twenty million dollars just wasn't enough for her to get paid for Black Widow, and uh, she felt that Disney owed her some more money, so she is actually suing the mouse to get paid for uh, that uh, extra Black Widow money that she feels that she deserves. Uh, this is kind of unprecedented. Like, you know, we live in a weird time, obviously, with the pandemic. Disney is making, and all movie, movie studios are making these weird choices of what to do with their films. But Scarlett feels like she's owed that cash, man. So I just wanted to know, what, what are your guys' thoughts on Scarlett Johansson suing Disney to get that extra money on top of her 20 mil that she already pocketed? Uh, let's go back to Joey. You pay my bills, you pay my automobile. <laughs> um, it, it's it's weird, man. It's weird. Cause like, who do you want to side with? The uh, evil multinational conglomerate or the rich movie star? <laughs> now, I know my first inclination is to uh, side with the smoking hot rich movie star. But, right, exactly. Uh, I don't think it's necessary that she needs the money. It's if they had a contract that said, you get paid this amount of money based on this and something changed, then you need to go back and renegotiate that contract. And it's really more about her taking the the arrow for not CW arrow, but the arrow for, you know, other people that worked on the movie. So mm-hmm. it's, it's easy for her as somebody who's rich and can take the hit from Disney to not ever work again. If she had to, uh, then it is for like the grip that works on the movie. <laughs> That maybe had a bonus in their contract based on theatrical that's never going to be really reached now because of things that happened. Um, I know, you know, we like to shit on it, but with the um, premium access stuff, like the second, like the second that that movie hits premium access, the second um, somebody's downloading it to put on fire stick. Yeah. <laughs> like the amount of piracy with, with that stuff is, is rampant. Anything that's day and date digital, all the HBO max stuff, um, there's even like tons of, like Netflix stuff on fucking uh, Fire Stick, all that kind of stuff. Like, who's that cheap? Like, you're that cheap, you can't fucking get Netflix. <laughs> if you have the internet capacity to use the Fire Stick to download illegal movies, you can you can get Netflix wherever you are. And the way Netflix works, you can share it with like three people. Like, we share our fucking Netflix with like two other people, and we all split the cost. Like, it cost me like twenty five dollars a year for Netflix. Like, I, I don't know why you would be pirating Netflix, but Okay, but that's just how it is. Like all those movies are pirated to fuck. So yeah, maybe some of the people pirating Black Widow weren't going to watch it anyway. But there's definitely a segment of the population that is not going to pay the money they would have either either in the theater or with that premium access thing. And there's just money going out the window. But what it comes down to is a contract. If you have a contract that says Mark and Aubrey are going to make a certain amount of money for being on a audio podcast and then I start taking the audio podcast, putting it on YouTube and making extra money from that. You, you know, you guys would kind of be like, Hey, well, where, where's that money coming from? I'm making less money now, but you're getting more money and, and I don't get it. So 
I, I, it's hard to side with either person, but I got to go with Scarlett. <laughs> Not just because she's hot. All right. So this show is going to turn into the Joe Budden podcast. We mean, Arby are just going to leave and uh, create our own thing. Uh, enjoy. It's all the money. Aubrey podcast. <laughs> all right. So Aubrey, what about you? How do you feel about Scar Joe going after Disney for her money? Um, it's kind of difficult. I mean, I agree with Joey. It's hard to figure out who really to side with on it. Like, do we side with the actor who is already rich and does not need any more money? Or do we side with this huge company who also does not need any more money? If, if it was me, I mean, so I feel like Taylor Swift kind of did it really good where she sued that guy for touching her, but only sued him for a dollar just to make a point. Cause she didn't need the money. Yeah. I feel like if I was in that situation, I would do something similar where like the money that you get from suing him, you donate or something like that. You know, it, it's just to prove the point and to show them that this isn't right. And they can't just take advantage of people, but also you don't need that money. So find a different place for it to go. Yeah. Yeah, and I I definitely think she's kind of standing on the the um if if it was a guy if this was a Spider Man movie or an Iron Man movie, you know the male actor would definitely be getting a percentage of whatever the box office is. Uh, it just so happens that her movie happens to be the first big Marvel movie that's released during a pandemic. So unfortunately, she has to be the first one through that through that kind of wall. And she you know feel like if if it was you know Iron Man four or whatever or Thor four they would be entitled to more money based on the box office. So yeah, she does kind of have a point, but then again, you know, she got 20 mil. <laughs> it's like, it, do you really want to sue them for an extra $10 million? I mean, I guess uh, on principle, but man, I don't know. I don't know. It's a lot of money. Hopefully uh, Disney will just kind of uh, just cut her a check and be like, here, just take, just take eight mil. And, you know, and we will, we'll, you know, we don't have to worry about writing your character into another movie ever again. Well, I look forward to the sound alike on what if season two. So. <laughs> and I just take clips from her voice in uh, that movie, her with a uh, Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> Throw <laughs> so, it in uh, AI and be done. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. So then in the last bit of news, John Henderson, who was an, an executive producer on a TV show, Lucifer, uh, is actually producing a live action Pokemon TV show for Netflix. Uh, Netflix is doing. Uh, they're kind of following that Disney model where they're making live action versions of animated shows. Uh, Avatar The Last Airbender, uh, pretty soon Cowboy Bebop. Now they're going to be doing a Pokemon live action TV show. It's not connected to the movie that we saw, but it is in that same vein. So what do you guys think of? Uh, now, I'm not a Pokemon fan. The only Pokemon that I'm aware of is the first movie, uh, the first animated movie that came out in theaters and the movie that we just saw. With uh, Ryan Reynolds. Um, so this is going to be a whole new experience for me. Uh, but Aubrey, how do you feel about a live action Pokemon TV show on Netflix? I think that is a rabbit hole I don't know should be gone down. I, I'm very touchy about it. I think it could be done very well. Mm -hmm. But I also think it could be done very badly. And I don't know if I believe that it can be done well at this moment in time. Wow. But you were, weren't you impressed with the live action movie? I was, and I thought for sure I was going to hate it, but I actually really did like it. But I don't know if I would like it if it was done by the person that did Lucifer. Even though it has really good reviews, that show, mm -hmm. I've only watched a couple episodes. Mm -hmm. I just, 
you know, I've the episodes that I've seen, it's I just don't know how that direction and that aesthetic will work with Pokemon. Well, I'm sure they're not going to copy Lucifer piece by piece, but I'm based on what I know about Lucifer and it being be, it being based on a DC comics, it sounds like they're taking a property kind of molding it into their own kind of show and making something good. I know all the ladies at my job love that show <laughs> for mm-hmm. ob- obviously obvious reasons if you've ever seen the, the lead actor in the show. Yeah, it, it seems to be super popular with the ladies. Mm-hmm. All right. All right, Joy, what about you, man? How do you feel about a live action Pokemon TV show? I don't really care, not to be an Aubrey about it. Um, <laughs> it's going to live and die on the special effects of the creatures. Yeah. If it looks like ass, even like the first trailer, I think everything about this show we need to know will be told to us by the first trailer. If the Pokemons, the Pokemans look like ass, it's over. <laughs> like, the end. Close it up. You're done. Um, I can't imagine that they will. I think uh, Netflix is more than willing to put the money in. And I know Nintendo is notorious for uh, ever since the original Super Mario Brothers movie for um, holding shit real close to their chest and really not letting terrible adaptations of their of their video games out into the world. I mean, they canceled a Zelda series on Netflix simply <laughs> because it leaked. That's right. I remember that. Which is pretty disappointing, but um, so I, I have to believe that this is going to be high quality. So uh, we'll see. I, I like Pokemon, so uh, I'm pretty interested. But I got I got to see the special effects, man. I got to see it. Got to see them. We can't be having like the submarine from Lost show up or something. You know, this <laughs> this has got to be uh, some top tier shit. So it, it's probably going to be really expensive. I don't think it'll be like Lord of the Rings on Amazon expensive, but it's got to be really fucking expensive. I don't know what I want them to do. I mean, Aubrey, would you rather they do puppets or would you rather they do CG? Oh, yeah, I don't know. They did pretty good CG wise with the movie. So I don't know. Yeah, the movie um, Detective Pikachu, it looked really good. So, you know, that's got to be the level of what we're trying to hit. But it would be interesting. I know they've worked with Henson Productions for the Dark Crystal sequel. It'd be interesting to see if they could do something with puppetry. I think the I think the tech is there to do it and it would definitely be a hook that might pull in people that would automatically just go Pokemon. I'm not watching that. So. Yeah. Like I said, I don't know. Um, I never really watched the original animated show. So I'm looking forward to having him explain to me who Ash is and who the rocket twins are. I think, I think that's their name. I'm actually really looking forward to them killing Pikachu in the first episode and then uh, having to explain it over the next five episodes. Yeah, that's right. Misty's going to show up with half her head shaved and her new black girlfriend in the second episode. <laughs> Can't wait for that. That's right. I can already, I can already hear the YouTube videos starting up. <laughs> Somebody is taking down the Captain Marvel poster in the background right now, getting the Pikachu doll out. <laughs> All right. Uh, so that's it for the big news. I just had a couple of really quick uh, little bites, little news bites. That I just wanted to throw Hit out me. there. Hit me with those quick hits. All right, so uh, we have a date for Hawkeye, the Hawkeye TV show. Uh, it is going to be debuting on a Wednesday because Disney Plus has decided that Wednesday is the new Friday. So Wednesday, November 24th, Thanksgiving week, uh, we'll get the first episode of Hawkeye. So circle your calendars. You know, that Wednesday release stuff came from those Disney Plus like user surveys that I'm now part of taking. So, <laughs> oh, so this is your fault. No, I didn't get that one, but oh, okay. I, I started taking them after that. 
So when, um, you know, the majority of things happening in the MCU are just like hot chicks, like, you know what happened? (laughs) (laughs) Joey is all Joey's fault. That's right. Aquafina, the TV series coming soon. (laughs) Disney plus. All right. So, uh, and, uh, let's see. And despite of the last predator movie being a box office (laughs) bomb, uh, we are getting a new predator movie. Uh, this one is from director Dan Trachtenberg, who did uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane. He has a new Predator movie coming out. It's called Skulls. And uh, it's going to be about the first time the Predator, the Predator, the Predator visited Earth. So this is going to be a Predator origin story. Mark, let me ask you a question, because now it's, it's starting to bother me. What the fuck came out of that coffin at the end of Predator, comma, the? Uh, oh, Wow. Um, yeah. Yeah. I can't, I can't, I can't fucking remember. <laughs> I know it was supposed to be Arnold Schwarzenegger, or I don't know. I know Arnold Schwarzenegger was supposed to be a cameo at the end to fight whatever yeah. it was. Uh, I don't know. It was a predator mutation of something. Right. I remember they, they wrote that at slash like kind of after credit scene and then tried to immediately like get a bunch of weird cameos for it. Mm-hmm. But I can't remember what actually came out of it in the fucking actual movie. <laughs> Aubrey, did you watch that? No, I don't think so. You, you didn't miss I don't anything. Remember that. No, it wasn't that good. All right. And then uh, the last bit of news, uh, something that was very exciting for me. Um, the Mandalorian had an awesome season this past year. Uh, the last episode had uh, an appearance by a orig- uh, character from the original trilogy. Uh, if you haven't seen it, uh, I'm going to spoil it for you. Uh, the last episode of The Mandalorian Season 2 had an appearance by Luke Skywalker. Now, of course, everyone loved it. I thought it was great. The one thing that kind of took me out was that the CG quality was not quite up to par uh, for 30-year-old Luke Skywalker. Uh, and, and you know, some people say, hey, you know, 30-year-old Mark Hamill isn't walking through that door. So just kind of uh, take it and accept it. Uh, but the thing that kind of bugged me is that there was a YouTuber who, uh, his name is Shamook, and he does deep fakes all of the time. That Friday when I saw that episode, I'm like, man, I can't wait for Shamook to do his deep fake to see like a, a good version of Luke Skywalker. Um, and that Sunday after the fr- at that Sunday after it premiered, he had one up and it looked great. And it turns out Lucasfilm hired him like really soon after. So his te- his ability to master that deep fake technology leads me to believe that we're going to see a lot more Luke Skywalker in the next season of The Mandalorian and possibly in the big team up. That they're going to be doing towards the end with uh, Ahsoka. Oh, I got excited there for a minute. I thought you meant we were going to see a lot more Sansa Stark anal videos on Pornhub. What is that? Is that what deep fakes were were going to be uh, the hot new thing again? I was going to say, is that what you got out of deep fake, like deep fake (laughs) news? (laughs) Don't you worry about it, all right? Some of us hang out in very different places on the internet. That's pretty obvious. That's pretty obvious. Uh, So, yeah, hopefully. with Shamook working with Lucasfilm, that means that we're definitely going to see a little bit more Luke Skywalker and maybe even some other characters from the original trilogy in the upcoming TV shows. I think that's very exciting. That's all hearsay, though. I mean, he definitely got the job. Not really sure what he's doing, but I think we can we can assume that that's, what's, that's what they hired him for. Okay, and that's it. That is all that I got for the news. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to review Disney's Jungle Cruise. Hi there, this is the Manster, one of your humble hosts from Pina Comics Podcast. What is Pina Comics, you say? Fair question. Pina Comics is a weekly pop culture podcast with a mission. 
a mission to explore humankind's greater geekdom and report our findings back to you listeners every week. We explore movies, games, TV shows, comics, local events and conventions, and so much more. We'll tell you just what we think of all the stuff that makes life fun, or at least bearable, and hopefully make you laugh, chortle, cackle, bust a gut, or even just chuckle while doing it. So join me and my fellow host, Ganache, every week. You'll find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or whatever podcasting app you like to stuff inside that little phone of yours. Listen in. All right, and we are back, guys. It's time. Another major movie release this year. Emily Blunt and The Rock are Jungle Cruise. But before we get into it, Aubrey, could you tell the listeners what Jungle Cruise is all about? It is Dr. Lily Houghton. Houghton? Houghton. Whatever it is. Dr. Lily enlists the aid of wisecracking skipper Frank Wolf to take her down the Amazon in his ramshackle boat. Together, they search for an ancient tree that holds the power to heal, a discovery that will change the future of medicine. All right. We all had a chance to see it. And as always, we'll start with our non-spoiler impressions, and Marcellus will drop the sound drop, delineating spoilers. So if you haven't seen it yet, you can bounce, but you'll at least know what we thought. The rest of you can stick around and hear some more discussion on the movie. So let's get started. Aubrey, first of all, did you watch this premium access, or did you go to the movies? I went to the movies, because I brought Noah. Interesting. Um, and what did you think of Jungle Cruise? It was a snooze fest. <laughs> wow. What did Noah think of Jungle Cruise? Um, he, too, was bored during it. Oh, okay, that's not good. He's the target audience. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ellis, how about you? Uh, yeah, I went to see it. Not only did I go see it in a theater, I went to see it in 3D XD. Like I wanted to make 3D movies. That's what I said <laughs> when it was offered. I'm like, What? There's a, it's Disney. Disney is holding on to that 3D experience as long as they can. Uh, so, uh, yeah, since they offered it in 3D, uh, I was going to check it out in 3D. So that's how I saw it. And, um, yeah, it was uh, that was almost the best nap, <laughs> most expensive nap I ever paid for. Because uh, it was that was wow. a it was a it was a tough ride for me to stay awake through that movie. And it I love all types of movies. And I think I have gone on record saying that. No, I can watch period dramas. I can watch uh, kids movies, uh, chick flicks. I can watch everything. You know, as long as if it's a good movie, it's a good movie. And as I'm watching Jungle Cruise, I'm like, this is not for me at all. Like this movie is just is not designed for me at all. So, yeah, I, I, it was tough for me to stay awake through a lot of that movie. Wow. Okay. Um. So that's not good uh, from two people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm. I kind of got to agree with both you guys. Um. It was kind of rough, man. It was it was a slog. It was tough. I want to say about halfway through it, I, I hit the button on the remote and I was like, fuck me. There's over an hour left. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Um, and I wasn't tired or anything. I watched it at home, by the way. Just, you know, I watched it at home. It felt like it took seven days to watch this movie. I even mentioned that in the chat that we have afterwards. I'm like, I feel like I've been watching this movie for seven days. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't because, like, the TV was buffering or anything like that. Sometimes it happens. The movie's suddenly longer than you thought. No, man, this was just, like, a straight shot through of t- over two hours. And it was, just, oh, God, it just was so long. It was so long. I didn't think it was ever going to end. <laughs> <laughs> I 
So, yeah, not exactly a recommendation from any of us, but we got to get into it. The only way to discuss this is spoilers. If you haven't seen it yet, it doesn't sound like you're missing much if you want to stick around. Otherwise, let's go. Let's drop that drop and let's spoil Jungle Cruise. I have to go now. My planet needs me. (laughs) If you know, then you know. That we're going to be uh, testing out some new spoiler sound drops for the next few weeks. <laughs> so, if you don't know, you know what? It's almost better if you don't. Yes, so it's just don't don't bother looking it up, please. Yeah, please. Don't. Yeah, I Do actually even, told somebody I was like, if you want to fall down a rabbit hole, look this up. Yeah, like not even in a like ha 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 funny way. Like sometimes we'll joke on the podcast, like hey, hey, turn off your safe search and look up this. Like no, don't look it up. <laughs> don't worry about it. We're just going to be using some different sound drops for a little while. <laughs> Like forever, but <laughs> <laughs> we got to start with what we liked. Marcellus, what did you like about Jungle Cruise? You know, I actually really liked the performances by The Rock and Emily Blunt. I thought they were really good. I thought the guy that played the um, the guy that played the the Nazi soldier that was chasing him. I actually thought he was pretty funny. Uh, Kristen Dunst's husband or fiance? No way. Are you serious? Wait, what? What guy? The guy that played the the Nazi soldier that was chasing him. Yeah, that's her fiance. Get the out guy of here! Fucking Breaking Bad. Yes, the guy that looks like is, uh, uh, basic uh, Matt Damon. <laughs> the the Matt, great value Matt Damon. That's it. The very Matt wait. Damon. <laughs> the guy that like gained like seventy five pounds in between Breaking Bad and El Camino, and then they just filmed it anyway. We had to pretend that like he wasn't <laughs> like that guy's dating Kirsten Dunst. They have a child together, I think. Get out of here. Well, guys, I'm going to go kill myself. I'll uh, see you guys later. (laughs) Uh, His name is Jesse Plemons. He's actually a really good actor. Um, Well, now I know if he does any cons in the area, I want to smell his hand. But (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) Uh, I thought he was really good. Uh, I thought thought some of the special effects were pretty good. I thought the comedy kind of worked here and there. Uh, The guy that played her brother, played Emily Blunt's brother, uh, I thought he did a really good job. I thought he was going to be annoying when he first came on, but I actually really liked his uh, his performance. So, uh, yeah, the, the movie, like, visually, there's a lot of uh, – I saw it in 3D. There's a lot of stuff jumping towards the camera. So uh, that was fun. Uh, I think if you went to Disney World or Disneyland and you've experienced the actual ride of Jungle Cruise, I think this would uh, this will play a lot better for you. I have never done that. I wasn't familiar with this ride until they announced the movie. So it was all kind of new to me. But yeah, it's it's it it's kind of like if you if you take Pirates of the Caribbean and a mummy and mix them together but didn't give it any adrenaline. <laughs> just gave it just like a regular simple plot. So yeah, I like the I really like the performances. I I wouldn't watch it again though. Okay. Um Aubrey, how about you? I know you said it was boring. Was there anything you liked about it? Anything that kept you awake in this movie? Yeah, I agree with Mark. Like, the acting is really good. I like the cast. I like everybody that was on cast. I think that they're all really good. Um, and visually, the movie is is really good. So I didn't see anything wrong with that either. Um, so, I mean, those were the only positives, really. All right. All right. All right. Um, I'm going to agree with both of you guys. I This is, reminds me of another one of these movies, and we've talked about this quite a few times um, in the last, I want to say, year and a half. It seems like this is a new trend. I like the characters in this movie. I like all the actors in this movie. I like the actors playing the characters in this movie. 
unfortunately there has to be a movie that goes along with that. Yes. <laughs> it's really frustrating. Um, Mark, the guy riding the jungle cruise telling horrendously bad dad jokes mm-hmm. is like right from the ride. Like that's like the crux of the ride. <laughs> Perfect. Um, and I, I love the rock, the rock, much like Michael B. Jordan, the rock is like Gene Hackman. He's good in everything. And he's giving you like 500% in everything he does. Yep. <laughs> so, um, I thought the rock was great in this, uh, when he was, you know, doing comedy, telling bad jokes. I think he told that girl to shut her mouth at some point, like a little girl, <laughs> like close your mouth. Like I, I was fucking rolling. Like it, it was funny, man. He was really good in this movie and he had little nicknames for everybody. He kept calling Emily blunt pants. Like as somebody that makes nicknames up for people and then calls him that all the time. I loved it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the, the rock was great. Emily blunt was, was really good in it. Um, she's really hot. So I appreciated that. And it was nice to be able to appreciate her being hot. instead of just having a panic attack for two hours. <laughs> <laughs> like I can't, I can't appreciate her being hot in a quiet place because like, I'm like trying not to like curl up into a fetal position and cry for the whole movie. So, um, yeah, I mean, everybody was good in this and, and it didn't feel like anybody was, uh, it felt like, like they knew what kind of movie they were in. Right. Like, Paul Giamatti, for example, like chewing every piece of scenery he could get in his mouth. Mm-hmm. But it works. It totally works. <laughs> the cast and the characters that they're playing. Great. Um, and there's some really funny things like um, Jesse Plemons talking to the bees. <laughs> I, I thought it was funny. You know, um, some of the action scenes are pretty good. Some of the special effects are pretty good. But, uh, that, you know, that's really about it. You know, I like. The ingredients. So it's kind of like, you know, somebody said, I'm going to bake you a cake. Aubrey, I'm going to bake you a cake, you know, and I let you pick out all the ingredients and they're all like top of the line fucking ingredients. You love all these ingredients. You're super excited about this cake, but I don't know how to fucking make a cake and it comes out and tastes like shit. <laughs> <laughs> like like that, that's this movie in a nutshell. That's the movie in a nutshell. So um, great ingredients. Unfortunately, there's a movie you have to watch. So I guess we got to go with the bad. We got to go with the bad. Markellis. What is the things you didn't like about Jungle Cruise? Uh, again, the storyline just wasn't really captivating for me. Uh, you know, and I, I feel like as I'm, as the movie started, I'm like, this feels a lot like The Mummy with Brendan Fraser. Like, it feels that's like that's not a bad thing. <laughs> yeah, The Mummy is a good movie, but as I'm watching, I'm like, I feel like I know where this movie is going already. Um, I didn't quite buy the the brother in front of like the court of older guys, uh, all of the old, like, you know, stuffy men making his presentation. Uh, I know, I know they're supposed to, I'm supposed to feel something with that scene. And I just didn't at all. The rock, like sneaking around anywhere. Like he's six something (laughs) and huge and seeing him like kind of hide behind like furniture and stuff, like, you know, sneaking around. I'm like, come on, someone's going to see this dude. So yeah, just the, the overall story didn't really grab me when you when you got to the uh, conquistadors. Um, that didn't quite make sense to me, but it was just like here's a bunch of CGI vomiting all over the screen. Enjoy it. Um, we're aiming for that Pirates of the Caribbean stuff, and I didn't buy their romance. I was really surprised that that uh, they put them together romantically. Um, and not that, you know, not that The Rock isn't a good looking guy or she Emily well, Blunt is because isn't. you hate interracial relationships. <laughs> Can we define what The Rock's race is, though? He's like, he's like, whatever he's, you need. He's Spanish. <laughs> Didn't you watch the movie? 
I thought he was Samoan. He's what exactly? He's whatever you want him to be. He's he's kind of all over the place. Um, the check. He'll be whatever you want. He's a fucking Scarlett Johansson of uh, of action movies. Wait he's till, Canadian. Wait till oh, let's he not get crazy here. Wait till he sues Disney for uh, his uh, Jungle Cruise money. Then he can say he's like Scarlett Johansson. Um, I don't think. Uh, yeah, I like I I buy them as him the skipper, her the passenger, blah blah blah. But then you know when they started to aim towards them being romantically linked, I'm like, ah, I don't know how I feel about this. And uh, the Brock driving around, the Brock being you know big 200, 300 pound guy driving around in 1918 London or whatever. <laughs> no, I'm not I'm not buying that. So um. Yeah, I don't know. Like the ingredients work. The, there, there are some families in the theater that applauded at the end, like they enjoyed it. For some reason, this movie just didn't work for me, and I, and I don't know, I don't know why, other than it just wasn't that good for me. Okay, all right. You know, one one kid seemed to love the speedo man. You know, um, Aubrey, how about you? Um, the the story <laughs> doesn't work for me. Like the the overall story works for me, but the little tiny branches from the story do not work for me. The romance doesn't work for me. It didn't need to happen. The rock being like a 400 year old conquistador (laughs) that betrayed the main captain. It didn't need to happen. It didn't need to be part of the story. Those things could have been cut out. The weird prince guy. I think he, that was stupid. They could have made him anyone else and made it different. And it would have been way better. I think that, his character identity is really bad and his backstory is really bad. His motives are really bad. The romance is really bad. It, it's just stupid. The, I did like the little bits of humor in there. There were some, some really funny parts. I liked uh, McGregor's humor a little bit. Like he needs all these clothes and all the luggage was really funny. That luggage scene was really funny, but I I feel like his character kind of lacked something, um, they, maybe an arc. Like he kind of lacked a major arc. He they had to reshoot like ninety percent of his scenes. <laughs> yeah, he just he didn't. It didn't feel right. There was yeah. something. Yeah, I'm not you joking, Aubrey. <laughs> they um they the original take they had on him was very um flamboyant. Uh, homosexual, I guess, for lack of a term, like um, stereotypical. Mm-hmm. And they did screenings and almost across the board, all the audience were like, were like what the fuck is this? this? Is like one of the most offensive things I've ever seen in my life. Jeez. <laughs> so they had to go back and reshoot like almost all his scenes. I I do like him as like more like I do. I do like his character and I like how he isn't outwardly flamboyant but is still feminine in his own way. But I just, I feel like he should have had a bigger arc than he did. And he didn't really have that big of an arc. So it's very apparent that they reshot him and it failed. I, I like Emily Blunt. I like the rock, but them in a romance, I don't buy it. They didn't have any chemistry whatsoever. And there, there was nothing in the movie that led up to that either. It was very much like um, Finn and Rose. <laughs> it just happens. And you're like, why? Why did that need to happen? It was bad. So 
I was not about that. I I think they could have done a much better job. And whoever wrote the movie was like, I want to have this element in the movie. And I want to have this element in the movie. I want to have this element in the movie. And I'm going to put it all together with this overall story and make it work. And it didn't. All right. Well, I'm going to come right up the front and say this movie is too fucking long. <laughs> what is going on with movies these days, guys? Between the Space Jam... Now this, like, what is the obsession with over two hour movies? I think uh, this is this might be Avengers Endgame's fault. <laughs> it's like we can make a three hour movie yeah. and people will go nuts over it, and everyone else is like, "Oh well, shit, we can at least do two hours." This is the Avengers Endgame of shitty The Mummy ripoffs. <laughs> um, it, it's it, it's excruciating, and you can find places like watching it where you're like, they could have cut that, 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 and get this movie down to 90 minutes. <laughs> like the runtime is excruciating towards the end. I'm like, Oh God, like this has to be almost over. And I looked and there's still like 35 minutes left. I'm like, Oh my God. Like how many, how long is this movie? Like just go find the fucking flowers or <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't deal with it. The whole last like action scene. I, I felt numb. I just felt like nothing. I couldn't even like feel I felt like um, data from Star Trek The Next Generation. I had no feelings left. Like, I just didn't care anymore. And it mm-hmm. just was like, whatever. Especially once they establish that nothing can happen to The Rock. Like, he can't get hurt yeah. or die. So th- there's zero stakes to anything happening. And it is just oh, it's brutal. Um, I agree with both of you guys. The storyline is ridiculous. It's way too stuffed. Um, why can't the storyline just be... Emily Blunt wants to find this this tree. Um, the guy in the submarine wants the tree, and the Rock rides the boat. Isn't that enough? Can you get a bunch of adventure? I think that would have been that? a good movie. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, is you know, and the fact that he was um, doing tours of the Amazon and had all this like fake shit and people he was like paying to pretend to attack him and stuff. I thought that stuff was really funny, and you can work that into the storyline. But I don't know why we needed CG. Um, bee infested conquistadors or even what the fuck that was like it, it it felt like another movie like a script from another movie and this movie and somebody dropped them and got the pages uh mixed up <laughs> when they picked it up <laughs> like, uh, like there was no point to any of that if you took all that shit out of the movie the plot still pretty much works and you just chopped like 45 five minutes to an hour off the movie so i i thought those, I, I don't know i thought those spanish guys was a part of the original ride isn't that isn't that aren't they in the the rides story somewhere no oh no. That, it's literally like you ride around and there's like fake animals there that in like 1960 something looked real okay <laughs> and then there's super offensive stereotypes of uh jungle people <laughs> yeah and the person that um drives a boat makes really bad dad jokes and that's it that was the ride oh, okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> there's nothing to do with conquistadors made of snakes <laughs> <laughs> um so i i just don't understand like why was this movie so long and then you watch the movie you're like okay i understand why the movie was so long um some of the cg was really bad really bad uh, I, I couldn't believe how bad some of the cg was in the movie then some of it was fine and some of it was even good but, but there was there were parts where the cg was horrendous um we just talked about, I don't know about her brother's storyline originally. I'm glad it wasn't offensive, but it was kind of annoying to get another hashtag Disney gay character where, where he's only gay enough to be able to be edited out for foreign release. Um, 
I mean, it, it was a nice moment that The Rock was like in in 1918. Right. The Rock was okay with homosexuality, but You're right. <laughs> it, it was it was a nice moment, I guess. But you know, either shit or get off the pot at this point with this stuff. Uh, you know, I, I know that you'd rather make an extra 150 million dollars in China, but. <laughs> Then, then don't don't have it even in the movie at all. Like I don't I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. It's really it's really lame. I think so. Jeez. Um, so I gotta tell you guys the funniest fucking thing in this movie, and I think almost the funniest thing in any movie I've seen this year. The best comedy moment of the fucking year is when a heartfelt Spanish conquistador version of fucking Metallica starts playing. <laughs> When that opened up, and then it was later on in the movie too, I was like, "Really? We're really playing Nothing Else Matters?" I, Aubrey, I couldn't fucking believe it. I was like, "No, nah, <laughs> that's." I go, "That's not that. It's it just happens to sound like that because it, it plays at the beginning a little bit." And I was like, "Is that fucking Metallica?" I'm like, "No, it just sounded like that, you know." But then when they start playing it later, and it's super like heartfelt and like, <laughs> like Spanish like Flamencio guitars playing it, I'm like. Oh my God, what the fuck is this? It kept going. I was fucking dying. I couldn't stop laughing. No matter what was happening on screen, I couldn't stop fucking laughing the whole time that Metallica, Nothing Else Matters, Spanish Conquistador uh, remix was playing on screen. I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't fucking believe it. What a choice. What a choice. I would uh, love to know how they got the rights to that because Metallica does not give the rights away for anything. Well, you know, they probably went to talk to Lars and they, he was like, you know, I don't really like when my fans download music <laughs> and listen to it without paying me. But if you want to pay me a whole bunch of money to make a ridiculous version of this song, let's go wild. He probably bought a, a new hairline or something. But um, <laughs> I, I just I, I literally couldn't believe it. Mark Ellis, did you even know what that song was? I have no idea what you're talking about. I, I thought when you said Metallica, I thought you meant the big rock song that they were playing during an action scene in the third act. Which really took me out of the movie, but um, no. It, I think it, it's the same. It was playing in the beginning, but then I think they played it more later on. Yeah, when he's having the flashback about what happened when he was a conquistador, like it's it's playing, and then it turns into like a rock version of oh, it. Oh, yeah, I didn't recognize. It. I know there was like some really heavy guitars and like a rock song playing during. Yeah, I guess during the flashback, and I was like, "What the fuck is this?" Like it, it took me completely <laughs> out of the movie. Yeah, it, it, that's what it was. It was a fucking Metallica song. It was ridiculous. Wow. I I legit, like, couldn't... That's probably the funniest fucking thing I've seen in a movie all year. I was, like, fucking crying. I was laughing, so I could not believe it. I couldn't fucking believe it. Who made that decision? Like, what What was that fucking meeting where they're like, all right, guys, The Rock's going to have this this flashback and we're going to play a heartfelt Spanish conquistador version of Metallica. <laughs> Maybe that was a Rock's idea. He's like, oh, this would be really cool. Yeah, you never know. He's probably a big Metallica fan. I don't know. But yeah, just too long. Not good. Not feeling it. That kind of sums it up, man. Uh, It's just not a good movie. The script is awful. Just it just fails on almost every level. Yeah, there's a couple of there's a couple of things. There's like a big chase scene through part of the river where the boat, like uh, the rocks boat, goes through a building as it almost gets torpedoed. Uh, that explodes. Uh, they're being chased by a submarine. And then, you know, once the chase is over and the camera pulls back and you see, like, where the boat is compared to where the submarine is and all the damage was done, there's no way that could have happened. Like, it just doesn't, it doesn't chart at all. 
it doesn't make sense like where where they are in relation to all of the big explosions that just happened and then a brother like breaks his ankle like towards the end of the movie but then <laughs> at the end he's just like running around like totally yeah, fine he's fine yeah, yeah whatever just a scratch he's okay and, like and some of this stuff just does not make sense at all yeah just not good um it's and it's disappointing because i did like you guys like you guys said i mean i liked all the characters like the actors playing those characters i'd like to see those characters in a good movie but this unfortunately wasn't it yes <laughs> So I guess we got to give it a score from zero to five, five being the best and zero being the worst. Aubrey, what do you have for Jungle Cruise? I'm going to give it a one, 1. <sighs> 1.5, actually 1. Okay. 1.5 for the actors because they were good at acting their characters out just right. because the whole movie itself sucks. They didn't make it suck. All right. Mark Ellis. You're an easy grader. We look forward to hearing what you have to say. What do you got? Uh, I'm going to give it a two uh, based on the performances. Uh, again, the script just, it, all of the ideas are there. They're all there on the page. But for some reason, it just didn't string together for me. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to give it a two based on the really good performances by everybody. All right. Well, I will give it a one and a half. Got to agree with Aubrey there. Um Strictly, like much like you guys said, strictly for the performances, um, the character work, and I gotta give it. I nor I almost was gonna go a one just because I can't stress to you guys listening to this how excruciatingly boring and long this movie is. <laughs> it makes the Mummy Three look like the Mummy, but that Metallica song had me rolling so much that it was worth the extra half a star. <laughs> so. <laughs> One and a half stars for Jungle Cruise for me. Uh, available now on Disney Plus Premium Access as well as the theaters. Uh, and apparently in XD3D, so go check it out. <laughs> so that's going to do it. Let's wrap it up before we tap it up. Now, normally uh, we do recommendations the last few weeks. Uh, I've been uh, springing some questions on you guys instead. So this week, Aubrey Markellis. You're making your own action movie. I don't give a fuck what it's based on. It could be based on the kids' roller coaster at Six Flags, but you need a heartfelt Spanish conquistador version of a song. Which song is it going to be? Hmm. <laughs> the Number of the Beast by Iron Maiden. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, that would be great. 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 Uh, Mark Ellis, how about you? This is very easy for me. It's uh, I Got a Boy by Girls' Generation. Hey, yo, GG. <laughs> hey, yo, GG, flamenco guitars in the background. Let's do it. Yeah, um, this one's another easy one for me. Of course, the classic song, just a classic fucking song, guys. I mean, this is a song played at weddings around the world. You know, if, if, if you've got a, a love, loving, heartfelt relationship, you've heard this song before. You may have even held your partner's hand while it played uh, Smell Your Dick by Risque <laughs> would be my choice. Damn it. I thought for sure B had B hobby was going to make it on there somehow. <laughs> no, but for a uh, funnel cake stand, the movie, <laughs> uh, smell your dick by risque will be my, uh, will be my pick. So that that's going to do it guys. Uh, episode 365 of the so was your podcast is in the books. I have been your host, Joey DiCarlo, my co-host, the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. See you later, Skippy. The expert, Mr. Marquis. Marquellis Reagan. Uh, everybody have a great week and Wakanda forever. We'll see you guys next week. Don't forget to hit SoWizardPodcast.com for links to everything. We're going to be talking about the 
Suicide Squad. So check that out. And we'll see you next week. Good journey.